Welcome to the Vein Magazine Podcast, real discussions on venous disease and treatment. Episode number two, Behind the Scenes at Expert Venous Management 2018. Our host, Dr. Steve Elias, shares some whiskey with Dr. Nikos Labropoulos and Dr. Tony Gasparis while discussing EVM and venous education. How was the Expert Venous Management course started? How is it different? And what's in store for 2019? Okay, well, welcome everybody to what I'd like to call vein specialists sitting around having drinks, talking. Uh, today we have uh, Tony Gasparis and Nikos Abropoulos uh, talking with us. And they have been in the education business for a very long time, uh, running their Venus uh, Symposium in uh, New York City every year. But also, uh, they do a lot of individual uh, teaching uh, at their institution, Stony Brook, as well as all over the world. People come to them and they go uh, to people to help teach. We're speaking to you today from the first day after the a course that's called Expert Venus Management. It's the first day of the two-day course. And this course was really started to fulfill a need that we thought existed in the in the vein world. And maybe, Nikos, can you give us an idea about what is this need? Why, why do we need Expert Venus Management or a course like that versus the courses that are out there? I, I think this is an important course because it takes the people to a different level. First, everybody has an equal opinion, is extremely interactive, is not based out of lectures, but real clinical cases that we prepare and other faculty brings, and we discuss the advantages and disadvantages of uh, every technique, approach, outcome, without any hesitation, and it's actually fascinating because uh, people, they actually talk and they talk about reality and we don't always agree with each other, but this is exactly what medicine is all about and it's uh, a course that I, I really, truly enjoy myself. Okay, and if you enjoy yourself, then everybody's going to enjoy themselves. Speaking of enjoying yourself, Nikos, what do you happen to be drinking at the moment? People might like to know what your choice of beverage is tonight. I'm drinking Estelle Artois. It's a, one of the beers I like a lot. And uh, it happened to be here at the hospital. A beer that I can have in our own hospital. Uh, but it's good to be at Jersey for this reason. Right. In Jersey, we have beer during our hospital. In New York, you guys are not allowed to have it. No, we're not. They're going to escort you out. Now, uh, Tony, when I first, you know, we started talking about this idea, um, do you happen to remember where it was? Yeah, I remember. It was at it was at Veith, wasn't it? It was at Veith. Yeah. I totally remember. Yes, yes, it was remember. at Veith. We were at the lobby yes, having drinks, right? And uh, we talked about putting this course together. But what what I can't remember no, though. No. What was the triggering factor? I but the triggering factor was I said, aren't we all bored about yes, giving the same lectures yes, at yes, various yes. meetings that we've given for so many times, and it's not becoming fun anymore? So I said, can we do something that's fun? Well, do you remember that? This was pretty. This, Absolutely, this course it definitely is fun. Right, it's fun for us, and it's fun, I think, for for the attendees. I think the key issue, Steve, here was like the clinical cases, because this meeting is truly based on real clinical cases. For example, today, you see the how animated was the crowd and the patients themselves telling their story. Uh, it's very captivating. Yeah. 
It is the very, very much so. Now to to put on this course. So, let uh, Tony, uh, after you take a sip of, what are you drinking? Uh, I don't know. I was just going to ask you to tell me a little bit about Tin Cup. Okay. So, Tony is drinking a uh, whiskey called Tin Cup. It's an American whiskey, and it says here it is cut with Rocky Mountain uh, water. And it's really a mixture of, I would say, between a, a bourbon and a uh, and a rye. It's a little sweet, uh, but it's American, and that's what I like. It's, it's uh, not the scotch whiskey, even though I do like scotch whiskey. Tony seems to be enjoying it. I enjoy it. It is actually very good. I may have to give him another refill soon. Uh, (laughs) So anyhow, let's talk a little bit about the roles. Each each one of us plays here. We all have our little roles before the meeting and and during the meeting. Tony, what would you say your role is? Your role is before the meeting. I can tell you what your role is during the meeting. Which well, is not to be around during the meeting, <laughs> but before well, the meeting, what do you what do you see is your major contribution to EVN? Well, I'm not going to concentrate on myself, but <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, between the three of us, you know, we all uh, put together the program and the topics, uh, or at least the type of clinical cases that we want to have presented. And uh, other than that, from my specific role is mostly organizing uh, the details of putting together the meeting and fundraising for the meeting as well as marketing for it. I, I believe that uh, we actually complement each other and we work well together. This is the best fun about this meeting. Uh, my role is actually being bring innovation. Try to look every uh, here and there to bring new ideas that all of us three approve and for the most part have worked well. I mean, we don't accomplish everything because of the time we have, but I think for the most part we're doing well. Yeah, I mean, I I do think, and I, I appreciate that. You're always challenging us to come up with some new idea. What are we going to do different uh, next meeting that we haven't done already? And I think that's important to to keep us, you know, thinking ahead. Yeah, to change it a bit and make it interesting, it's it could be a challenge. But Steve, other than providing the alcohol <laughs> and the entertainment during the meeting, what is your role? Oh, my role be before the meeting and hosting it, I guess, right? Yes, I do. Yes, it's held here at at, at Englewood Hospital, so I I guess I do host the meeting. What is my role? I I I guess I don't exactly know what my role is before the meeting. I whatever you tell me to do, I I do. I do get do some. Uh, oh, you do deliver. I have to say, yeah. you do deliver. deliver. And I love the patients from today. I oh mean, yes, getting great getting patients. patients. So yes, we do have live patients here and. I kind of work hard to think of the right patient, not just with the right pathology, but also the right personality. I mean, the other nice thing about it is that it's a very intimate meeting. I mean, we kind of restrict it to about 50, 75 people. So uh, obviously to run this meeting from a financial perspective, dealing with the financials, you know, we do heavily rely on industry. And I think, you know, they play a very important role to the success of this meeting. But the other nice thing when you mention industry about the meeting, what I think they also like, is that it is a non-CME meeting. So they're sitting in, having listening to all the lectures. And today, for instance, we had comments by, by multiple representatives from various industries if we were speaking about it, a problem, a clinical problem that involved their uh, technique that, that could help. And as a matter of fact... Um, who is it from the mechanical thrombectomy? He said, what about a mechanical thrombectomy only in this patient that was pregnant and you're a little bit... Uh, yeah, you know, penumbra. Right. From, right. Should I really uh, consider giving thrombolysis uh, in a patient that's uh, 36 months pregnant? So I thought some of those that allows industry, because they have seen 
sometimes many more cases than any of us have seen because they go to various uh, different physicians. To me, the, the other nice thing is that industry is involved, not just monetarily, but also they can make their comments without worrying what they can or can't say. Because at many of the other meetings, they're not even allowed to come in to listen to the talk so they can't learn. And here we, we let them learn. And I think what we're trying also to create here is we can go into a little bit different area, is that the management of vein disease, especially nowadays, is a partnership between industry and physicians and, and societies. And the better way to get better partnership is by sharing information and including industry in into our meetings in a, in a non-CME way. We can do that, but CME, for whatever reason, they can't. But when they feel part of, of the whole thing, the whole meeting, I think they're engaged better. And um, it's just good for going going forward. Steve, I have a question for you here. You know, you've been teaching people and uh, you've championed the fellowship training for a long time. What do you think is the next way at which, you know, medicine and, and industry have to meet? What's the next step? What can we do to do better? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good question. And I think um, aside from the, the meetings like this where people can be more open um, – you know, as we get, as people, younger people are, are coming up through training, they are very adept at the whole electronic, uh, you know, use of a, a cell phone and, and electronic devices for, for learning and stuff like that. Because I think people are, I think we're going to move in that direction uh, where people are going to be getting their information more and more, you know, not through e learning. And, and meetings will be important because there's nothing like, you know, one-on-one that, you know, seeing someone in person. But I think this e-learning done the right way, done in a way that is personal and not just listening to somebody, you know, talk and, and you fall asleep halfway through it is kind of the, the way to go. And I think this – I mean, it's definitely um, a way of, of providing education. Uh, obviously, there are limitations on that from – um, especially if you're doing a podcast where it's just audio versus a visual effect. Um, but also, you, you, you know how difficult it is to get interaction between the attendees and the faculty, even in a regular meeting face-to-face. Ima- imagine having to get that interaction uh, over a web, let's say. Uh, I, I think it makes it even harder sometimes, especially if there are multiple people on that uh, educational um, venue, yeah, but definitely it has its role. I mean, it does allow you to provide to provide education without uh, having to travel. But uh, there are limitations, I think. Still, I agree with you. People get bored if they're just sitting in their house or something listening, uh, and they do get uh, distracted. So there may be a a way to do it. I'm not sure what, but I think we need to explore that. That you know, e- electronic way e-learning in in some manner or means because i think it's it it can be a more efficient way of supplementing the the live meetings but i don't think it's ever going to replace live meetings no I don't think so. no no because we we need the the interaction i think the biggest thing that evm brings it does put the patient in the center of the attention and I think that's amazing by itself. Yeah. No, when you, when you bring the live patients here, I think that's an excellent point. When you bring the live patients here and people see them and see what, the, what their concerns are, it just – doctors, we do this all the time. The people that come here, they take care of patients all the time. But you're right. Sometimes we lose sight of really what we're doing. What did we do this, different this year at EVM that we haven't done so far? 
the in industry in the, session. The industry session. I think yeah. it was a good idea, and uh, we, 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 both of us are going back and forth for a long time. But I'm glad this went through this year. So that's like a town hall meeting where we have industry up. That's going to be tomorrow, of course. Yeah, right. And um, open discussion between them and the attendees. We have some preset questions that we're going to be asking them. Um, that Steve put together, and then an open forum between the attendees and the and the uh, and industry. Right. This again is a theme in in trying to incorporate industry in a, in a way that they could really have a positive impact because attendees don't get to talk to industry like this in a uh, in a forum. They can get talk individually. But let's see if industry. We try and get them to open up here. We, uh, you know, this meeting obviously is a very casual meeting. We tell industry they cannot wear their usual shirt and ties or, or dress dresses that they wear, and they come in jeans. And I think it it's going to help, and we see how it goes. All right, next year. What what are we thinking of for next year? We're putting the program together right now. Are you putting us on the spot there? Steve? Yeah, I want no, to put myself I, I, on I the spot also. I want to give people some idea also about how we how we come up with these things. We kind of bounce different ideas off each other. What about the, having actually solving a case and separating the people in different teams, and then you know come up with a solution, and everybody hears what every team has to say about the solution of how they're going to solve the problem. You know, we can actually do that during the lunch session. Put a case. Uh, up. I think it'll be great. And have each table come up with a solution. That's not a bad idea. In other words, right. And here, different expertise, different backgrounds, and have like a couple cases. Right. Solve this case. Yeah. Solve this case. So I got another one. Go ahead. How about have industry bring the case? Talk about getting them involved. Yeah. So they present the case. No. No. No? No. Why? No, because... Every time you hear industry bringing something by themselves, it's bias, and everybody here is bias. I'm against it. Although I like industry to participate, not in this way. But it could be a case that they were involved with that was there was a complication or something. Usually, it doesn't happen this way. So they're not going to bring a case where something didn't go right. They're going to talk to their you know supervisors, the top people are going to select, and it's going to be big bad business. No, it's going to get stay out of this. What I call industry speak. Yeah, yeah. that's all we get. No, but. But can we get industry? In, how about we get industry involved with solving a case? So, in other words, yes, this way, yes. In other words, we have a case. Say we present a case of DVT, and we have four or five industry here that treat DVT. Okay, you know, uh, b- balloons, catheters, uh, you know, uh, me- mechanical thrombectomies, mechanical chemical, and we put them up on the panel. So the so the the technology the industry that has technology that treats DVT, we put them on on a panel. We present the case and we ask them to see yeah. what they would do. But if but even the and first one, if we pre-screen the cases and make sure that they're you're talking about case, industry's case. Yeah, I mean either way, I have no problem. No, I like I like this other thing. Yeah, All I right. think that's much better. That's right. Better like an industry clinical panel. For a specific disease state. And then for superficial, we could have all the, the technologies that treat saphenous incompetence and varicosities. Yes. That may be good to get to see what they think. And then they could send their representative that they that that they feel good, you know, comfortable with. What, what do you think of that? No, I think that's the best way because it has eliminates any bias. Yeah. People express their opinions and all the parties are present. Yeah. All right, so um, I think we have solved the EVM problems. Uh, this year, everything went well, and I think we have some good ideas for next year. And Nikos is almost finishing his beard. Do we have the dates for next year? Oh, yes, EVM? the dates uh, for next year. 7th and 8th. It's uh, June 7th and 8th yeah. at Englewood Hospital. 
in 2019. Okay, and uh, all right, I think those are those are some good ideas. What are the Venus Symposium dates, Nico? Venus Symposium is April 11 to 13. All right. 11, 12, 13, and that, aside from this meeting, is the most interactive meeting in the world, isn't it? Uh, I think so because Steve, <laughs> thank you for all your help because you you made the Venice Symposium a different meeting. Thank no, you. We all we work together. Um, so yeah, all right, it's good. I think we got some some good ideas. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, wrap up and we'll see what ideas come to fruition for uh, next year. But um, good guys, I think we we solved our problems for next year. Excellent. Thank you, Steve. Thanks. Steve. Let's on to dinner. Thanks for listening. To learn more about EVM, visit expertvenusmanagement.com. And for more info on Venus Symposium, visit venus-symposium.com. We'd love to have your thoughts on this episode and the Vein podcast. To comment on this episode, visit bit.ly/evmpodcast. That's bit.ly/evmpodcast. slash evmpodcast. That's bit.ly slash evmpodcast.